0: Hey, I'm Jules, and I'm Megan, and this is Lasting Looks. We take you behind the scenes of pop culture's most iconic looks. Here we go. Hey, all you Lasting Lookers, welcome to episode 10. (laughs) (laughs) We have a great episode for you today because Steve Summers is here.
1: Steve has worked with Dolly Parton for decades. As her creative director, he is not only her stylist and designer, he is so much more.
0: Dolly is just such a legend, and it is really amazing to get to talk to the visionary behind all things Dolly. So now, here's Steve Summers.
1: How's
2: it going, girls?
0: Hi. How are
1: you?
2: Good, thank you.
1: Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Glad to do it. Yeah. I'm Megan. I'm Jules. Well, welcome to our show. Thank and you. Thank you for being here. Okay. So just to kick it off, will you just kind of give a brief description or a long description or however <laughs> you want it to be described uh, for what you do exactly?
2: Uh, well, my name's Steve Summers. I'm the creative director for Dolly Partner Enterprises. Um, basically, if, if it's out there in the public and it has to do with Dolly, I designed it. Whether it's the sets or the scenery or the magazine layouts or the album art or the tour merchandise or the books that are in retail or the outfit she's wearing or the podcast or whatever it is that you see um, somehow filtered through me at some point.
1: That's incredible. So I definitely have some shirts you've designed in my, <laughs> in my closet. <laughs> For sure. That's
0: awesome. Um, so how did you get started working with Dolly?
2: Uh, I was in college. And when I got out of college, I had to uh, audition for something for my vocal juries. I was a music minor, an English major. And uh, so the, the bus from my college went to Dollywood and uh, I auditioned for Dollywood and they hired me. And that was in 1990. Then it was just a, a series of it was very organic in nature. It was not uh, planned. Nothing was planned. You know, I was a performer there. I was a singer dancer in the production shows. And every time Dolly would come, I was her partner. Uh, Cause I was the tallest one and I could get the instruments over her or I could get her where she was supposed to go or whatever we we're going to do. Cause she would come to the park several times a year and we got to know each other. And it's just a relationship kind of started. And as I aged out of performing, I got more into the management end of things. And then uh, I had always had a design interest. And even when I was a performer at Dollywood, I would design sets and scenery and uh, costumes. And so when I started working with Dolly. uh, You know, she would call me and say, Why don't you come to Nashville and and direct my show and design the lighting? And so I would go do that. And then she would be, Well, why don't you make me some costumes while you're at it? And you know, and then why don't you design the set and then why don't you design the video walls? And and then it was, why don't you just come to Nashville and we'll work it out? And that's been I think 16 years ago. Wow. So we've been together ever since. What a journey.
1: How fun.
0: So is everything that you're making for her, is it custom due to just like her size and her proportions? And I know she's like, I. so I went to Dollywood and I saw all the costumes in person there. And I thought it was really interesting to actually see like how tiny she is and what her proportions are. And how I I really was thinking at the time how... That would be a challenge for someone who's designing the costumes. So is everything for her custom made because of that? Or is there anything that you ever get off the rack and kind of tailor make for her?
2: Well, I would say probably 90% of her clothes are off the rack. Oh, really? And, and, and then tailored. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know that the percentage is correct, but probably a large percentage is, is off the rack.
0: Okay. And
2: out of really weird random places too. You'd be shocked where her stuff comes from total sidebar is, is that museum that you went to called chasing rainbows was one of my first projects to ever design after I stopped working on, uh, work performing in shows that I designed that museum.
0: That is so cool. Awesome. I had, I didn't know that. And I, I, it was awesome when I went there. I, I don't remember what was going on, but it wasn't really busy that day. And we were like the only ones that got to walk through at that moment in time. And it was just nice. Cause I got to take my time and really read everything and look at everything. And it was super fun to see the costumes too.
2: Yeah. I, I spent two, three years, two years working on that. It was a good project.
1: Yeah. How did you know which pieces to keep and to put on display? Cause I feel like every one of her outfits is so epic. Like everything she wears, like which one, how do you pick favorites? Yeah.
2: You don't, I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't at all. In fact, it was very, it, it changed a lot over the course of, you know, cause that museum is 20, 20. Uh, I don't know how old it is now. I think it was built in, uh, 2000. Yeah. So it's 20. Um, so it's changed a lot. We have just, uh, and it continues to change, you know, as, as her career changes, it continues to change. And so we're constantly updating it. And, and so there have been things that have been in there for since the beginning, and there's things that have been temporary exhibits. So it, I don't know. And so no, know it changes all the time.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is, does Dolly have a big say in the things that, that, go into the museums and like things that her names yes. are part of. She's very, great. very big. Yeah. She's pretty
2: involved in everything. Um, now there's, there's certain aspects that she, she's not involved in, but ultimately she's involved in everything. Cause you got to keep in mind that all of the people who work on projects for her have been with her for so long that she mm-hmm. has invested time and energy and training all of us in what to do in the first place. So it's not like she's saying, you know, I want to be involved in what that outfit looks like, but she has really put her money where her mouth is in training me. Like she sent me to FIT. Oh my um, gosh! You know, and so the, she she's is very personality driven. So if she finds a person that she likes what they do and she likes their work ethic and their personality and the way that they approach things, then she'll do what it takes to get to give them the skills that she's looking for. You know, I've been with her for so long now that it's kind of second nature. Uh, But the the thing that most people don't even realize is when you're designing something for somebody, as you guys well know, that the the general public does not know, the time that you spend on paper is very little. You know, designing an outfit is very little. It's all of the research that you have to do to figure out what's going to make it work.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. That makes sense.
1: So how does her wardrobe team work? Like obviously you, yeah. Like how many people are in your, yeah, and in how your is it... team?
2: There's about four or five of us, depending on, on the flow at the time. Um, I have a lead seamstress. Her name is Aisha Lemming. Um, uh, and then I have one named Riley Reed and then I have an assistant named Vance Nichols. Um, and that's the basic team. Then, there, then there's an archivist, uh, named Rebecca Seaver who, uh, is in charge of the backlog. I mean, if you can imagine, you know, we have warehouses full of stuff. And so she handles all of that and makes sure that it is cataloged and put in the right places and uh, historically accurate, that kind of thing. So the way that it works is incredibly unglamorous, incredibly unglamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I get the schedule. Here's what we got to do. Um, I'm scribbling on a napkin on a, a coaster on uh, a dry easel on anything that I can get my hands on to communicate. And my staff has been with me so long that I don't do beautiful drawings like you see in magazines at all. The most recent thing, I think they, they actually published this in a magazine that I did an interview for, but we did a dress for the Grammys that if you, if you saw her in the Grammys where she was uh, performing with a bunch of different ladies, she had on this white dress that had kind of like wings attached mm-hmm. to it that I drew that on a dry erase board. And I just said, here's the shape. And and I was in Los Angeles and I sent some fabric and some, some ideas and, you know, that just, that's just how it worked. It was never a beautiful sketch on how to make it fantastic. It was just, this is how it goes because in the, in the world, in our team, it's just another day, right? You know, if you're making and producing around 300 outfits a year, which we do and still do for one person. Um, COVID obviously is different. So it has been different this, this past year than ever before. But if you're doing that kind of, if you're generating that kind of, of work, there isn't time to do that. You know, you're, you're getting it over with as quickly as you can go, 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 go and keep up with things. If you're on a publicity junket, as, as you guys know, you know, you're talking about 10, 12 outfit changes a day as you do all of those.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
2: so that's, that adds up quickly. And when, what do you have to do to make sure that she's prepared for each one of those things? And, you know, where does the microphone go? Uh, now, now with everything that's Zoom, where are the earbuds? Right. Um, you know, so there's a whole caveat of questions of things that most people don't know about that are not in the biz that you have to cover. Yeah. And uh, and that's the hard part. It's the research. And it, it gets worse if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be in New York, uh, if you're going to do the whole, press junket in New York, and you're going to go from the today show to the tonight show to, you know, uh, Kelly Ripa and, you know, one of those shows, Mm -hmm. uh, all of those different things. And how do you leapfrog to get to the next one? And how are you prepared for what she's going to have to change into next? And when you do those junkets, you do 10 or 12 in a day, and you're not in the same car with them. You're trying to get things ready for the next one. because So you're leapfrogging ahead and then you've got to make sure where's the microphone going to go? What are we going to do? And you're constantly setting up dressing rooms to be prepared for what's coming up in the next one. And then in my particular case, is she prepared? Does she know what the questions are going to be? Is there, you know, like with Jimmy Fallon, there's always a game that he wants to play. Is she ready for the game? Does she know what she's going to do? Um, and that, that all falls into me.
1: Your workload is wild. I was just gonna say your job is oh, wild. Just just costumes in itself. Yeah, that's what we do is I like barely sleep just doing costumes. So having to do that whole thing is just mind blowing.
2: But also really, but cool. I only do it for one person.
1: That's true. But still, your one person is Dolly Parton. Yeah, a big one person. She's kind of busy. She yeah. is so busy. Oh my gosh! I was actually saying I went to see her in Ravinia in Chicago in 2016, mm-hmm. and it, this is personal question that i have to ask i was trying to take a photo of her on stage and Mm -hmm. it's so many blank so much bling i could not take a photo of her the
2: ghosting yeah
1: yeah (laughs) do you do that on purpose
2: no oh (laughs) but you also have to keep in mind she's so small yeah yeah she's a tiny human being and uh because of my performance background Every time she tours, I'm on stage with her. So when you were Mm -hmm. seeing that guy in the black leather outfit, bring her instruments back and forth, that's me. Ah. But no, we every time we get like if we have a professional photographer come and shoot the tour, which we usually do, um, it's a lighting challenge because she's so fair and her hair is so fair and the costumes are always very uh, bright or light that it's hard to get a shot of her, and and people who are out there in the audience with just regular cameras most likely cannot. But no, we do not do that on purpose.
1: I don't because uh-huh. I have about 80 photos of me just trying. I'm like, maybe this angle, maybe this, maybe my move <laughs> closer. So you're probably it's in
0: like my phone. I think it's <laughs> so cool. I think it's cool. She just showed me on her phone before we started, and I was she's like, saying. she's like glowing like an angel. I it's, think it's yeah. incredible. It's yeah. It makes
1: sense. It's like so right for her. This, but oh,
2: no, I've, I've seen them for yeah. years, and, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I was like it's intentional i was like she like can't be touched
2: (laughs) no it's not on purpose but but it does happen everywhere we go
1: that's so cool good for you that's i like so sparkly i love that
0: oh what a bright light so you were saying like you have 300 outfits a year Is there one main place that you keep everything or is Mm -hmm. it kind of, is it at her house or is it just like a storage facility or something like that? Or like a wardrobe? Yes
2: to both. Um, Her house has a storage facility on the property and it's all kept there. It's in a humidity controlled warehouse separated into three different rooms. There's one that's for historical, one that's for current, and one that's for uh, touring. And, uh, And the touring also has all of the archives in it. And that's where the computers are set up and where, Um, Rebecca and her team go to, you know, keep up with uh, the historical content, which has to start happening. You know, we're way behind on that. And she has really taken those those uh, reins and and is really working on that and making sure that everything is historically chronicled. So, yeah, that's a big job. Real big job. Because you're talking about we have every single outfit that Dolly's ever worn since 1964.
1: Oh, my gosh. Do you ever pull back? Does she ever want to or you ever go back and say she wants to wear something from a certain year or outfit or does she kind of once it's laid to rest it's kind of laid to rest
2: sometimes they do come back out it depends on what it was and what it was made for we did a suit that was a tribute to um manuel or nudie if you remember those Mm -hmm. the really sparkly suits Mm -hmm. yeah we did a a suit for one of those when porter wagner passed away years ago Mm -hmm. and uh when dolly was going to do a concert in uh rhode island uh, Brandy Carla, who was the host of the show that we went to perform it, requested that the girls wear nudie suits or Manuel suit type suits, and mm-hmm. so we pulled the suit out and Dolly wore it again for that. Okay. So yes, it does happen, um, and with touring clothes because they're so expensive, um, you know she reuses those a lot if she can. Right. But with social media, as you guys know, that stuff is changing too. If it's you know, something that has been used and it was very high profile for some reason or another, then you retire it.
0: Right. Right. Um,
2: That's just kind of how it works now.
0: Yeah. Do you have any idea how many outfits are in that storage?
2: (laughs) Absolutely no idea. Thousands. But think about, you know, every movie she's ever done, we have all of the clothes for because she always gets to keep them all. Um, She's participated in over a hundred albums. So all of that artwork we have in there, all those clothes for all, you know, and the, the booklets that go inside of the albums, you know, mm-hmm. all those clothes are in there every time she's been on a TV show, every time she's been in a video, you know, you're talking about a woman whose entire life has been chronicled yeah, in the media of some kind. And we have all those clothes.
0: That's incredible that she's kept them all from, from that yeah. far back. Because like some That's people don't have the Judah foresight. Oval. Okay.
2: Dolly's best friend and her her personal assistant for many years. Her name's Judy Ogle. And Judy was uh, that's all the Judy. Judy was completely responsible for all of that. And Judy has trained all of us very well to make sure that everything was kept in a certain way, in a certain order, um, because of that very reason. But that's
1: all Judy. Bless you, Judy. Because that's amazing. And yeah, it's amazing I, to have.
0: Like, yeah. not not everybody thinks that. Far I would ahead. just take
1: a glass of wine and walk up and down those, those, <laughs> those aisles and be like, "That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good year. That was a it's good like all outfit. those memories that you walk through for sure."
2: But one of the biggest things that most people don't think about is how much they weigh. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. stone dresses are so heavy.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: and uh, that's one one thing that most people don't ever put, you know figure that out. It's a lot of weight.
0: Yeah. Is that a difficult for her when she's wearing them? Like when she's performing,
2: you know, she says no, because it's equally distributed. Yeah. Um, But I can't even imagine being on six inch heels in one of those dresses that weighs 20 pounds. Her shoes are, they're all custom made for her. Yeah. Um, By uh, we have two people that make them Christian Louboutin does uh, the majority of them. Um, And then we have uh, Andre's number one shoes in Los Angeles. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, like I, every time I see her in those shoes, I barely wear gym shoes. And I'm like, oh, and then I see Dolly and I'm like, good for go. You go Dolly. And she's got a 20 pound dress on too. Yeah.
0: Um, what it, do you oh, know what the on. most? I think oh. It's frozen
1: again. Oh, no. oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> He's getting really good frozen screenshots though.
1: You're They're, back. You're also, back. every time you freeze, we keep saying, "Wow, he looks so good frozen." Like yeah, when I'm frozen, yeah. my face is like is like scary and terrifying. And Roy's like, "Wow, that's a really nice picture." Yeah, of you're him. just like smiling, and you look <laughs> really nice. nice.
2: <laughs> I
0: have any idea? <laughs> well, it works. Um, do you have any idea what the most elaborate outfit or the most time consuming outfit that you've ever made for her? Anything that sticks out to you? Hmm. I'm sure they all are. I was like, all of them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, we we use a, a company in Los Angeles, um, Sylvia's Costumes, up in uh, Little Armenia, and they do all of the beaded stuff. And so, to be honest with you, this the the stuff that probably is the most elaborate. I'm not there for. We also have another designer who does things for us, whose name's Robert Behar, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of beautiful work there. And since he's based in Los Angeles and I'm based here, if you know, I will tap him to do a lot of projects for us. If I don't have time, if, you know, if we're doing a press junket and I need a gown. I don't have time to do it. And he's really good at that. And we've worked with him for so many years now that uh, him, uh, he, he can really pull that kind of stuff off quickly. Um, but there have been several outfits that are, um, you know, when you, when you do a beaded gown, every single bead is drawn onto the pattern. And that takes a long, long, long time to pull that off. But the ones that are done, if you're familiar with seed beads, Seed beads are the little, little tiny beads um, that you see in a lot of Native American clothing. The outfits that have those in probably would take the longest, I would think. Um, the fortunate part is as the designer, I get to draw it, design it, and then leave mm-hmm. and then come back and edit. So I don't know. The, the ones that look the flashiest, you know, that have the biggest, you know, big rhinestones on them, you know, that are, you know, mm-hmm. half an inch, the size of buttons. Those are not as hard to sew on because they're you know they're not tiny and so those don't take as long so usually the stuff that you see her on tour in right the larger the stone the less time it takes to put it on
0: yeah right it's probably still and, more elaborate than most people's costumes though yeah like about, even her um, less, her <laughs> less elaborate say, ones yeah, yeah um, i feel like she does have the most elaborate kind of stuff yeah well
2: she has just, a lot of that I also, also comes through. from her internally um mm-hmm. you know if you look at um J Lo's costumes or uh, Taylor Swift's costumes. They're very elaborate and they're oh, beautiful.
1: Yeah. right. Um, so she goes to Sylvia's. I've picked up the Jlo lo thing at Sylvia's for and I went in there and it is a it's the amount of work that these ladies like it's crazy.
2: It <laughs> is crazy. And to go it's in so there and cool. see them do it is just uh-huh. unbelievable. And I love Sylvia. I've worked with her for years and she's fantastic. I love her and her whole team, Hazmik and all the ladies who work there all the time. And the things that they can do and how quickly is unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable.
2: Um, But one of the things that Dolly has that a lot of performers um, also have, but maybe not quite as brightly as Dolly is, is that inner light. Mm -hmm. You know, Dolly is just such a a presence.
1: uh, It's incredible. I've never, I mean, I can't, I've never met one person. I have a negative thought of Dolly ever.
0: No. And she just, she is such a ray of sunshine. That's the only Mm -hmm. way I can describe her. And I just... And even when you see her on TV, you, you just feel her come through and there's no one else like that. I mean, she Mm -hmm. just has the most incredible, pure, I I don't even know what it is. It's just like warm vibes, but even
1: her and like, a pant, a simple pant, a single color pant, a single color shirt. It still has some like, I don't know, energy to it. Like you were trying to say is that if I just wore, like I'm wearing a plain shirt and plain pants, it's just bleh. But then, <laughs> but then you put it on a dolly and it has some weird, like it turns into something that it's not. It's. I know. Yeah. She brings. I know. What she brings it's to wild. it. It's wild. Cause when you say that, I never really thought about that. But the other day I did see her, she was kind of in a tannish shirt that had a little tie at the bottom and like a white pant. But like, if I wore that, it would just be that, but when she wore it, it had just like an edge to it.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, there's so, there's something to be said about her wearing the clothes and not the clothes wearing her.
1: Oh, for sure. And, um,
2: and that's something that she has literally spent 30 years training me about because she's so small and it is so easy to design, uh, things so larger than life because she is. And then, you know, you put them on her and you're going, you, you can't possibly wear that because it's just too big for her. And so you have to really think very, very small. I buy lots and lots and lots of clothes in children's departments. Oh my gosh. For her.
0: Oh my gosh. Lots of,
2: lots of pants, leggings, um, leather pants. I buy them always in a children's department because she's that small.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That gives you such a concept of how tiny she is. Like, yeah. yeah. Children's. And then
2: then think how big the personality is to go with that.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's. Can You imagine if she was six feet tall, it we couldn't take it.
1: Oh my <laughs> gosh, what would we do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, for such a little person, she does she's so like she carries like life so much and she's there so you. shiny. Yes, yeah, such a
0: big presence. Um, is there anything like that you have that's a favorite? I'm sure that's so hard to pick. I know whenever we ask that question of people, they're like, I don't know, or you have special attachment attachment to lots of things that you've created, but or is there anything that just stands out to you as like a memorable design that you did?
2: Hmm. No, I mean, because you, know, you do so many right. and they're, they're always appropriate for whatever you're doing. Um, you know, that's one thing that she was very specific on from the very beginning is just, you know, I, I wanna be shiny and flashy and I wanna be appropriate. You know, I don't wanna show up in a sequined gown for a picnic. Um, you know, even though that's what people think I'm going to do, I don't want to do that. You know, so I can't think of, I mean, I've done lots of things that I thought were fantastic. And as, as we, uh, as I look through them over the years, you know, I've also been doing this a long time now with her.
0: Right. So you're talking right. about a
2: lot of history, uh, you know, lots of award shows and lots of everything, tours and all kinds of stuff. Um, and then it, it's also kind of heartbreaking when you have to kill an outfit because it was used. And then it was r- ridiculously high profile, and you'll know you know you'll never see it again. Right. Um, uh, she did that. We did the uh the Code of Mini Colors Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And for the premiere of it at Dollywood for the red carpet, she wore this nude dress that was just skin tight, um, that had a, a keyhole right here that had, I can't remember what I put in here, but if you look at her at the red carpet on that for the coat of Many Colors Christmas movie, and it's just this nude dress that, and you're, and she, I guess she had to be 73 at that time, 72 or 73 years old. And she's walking down the red carpet in that. And I'm just like, how is this even humanly possible that you look like this at this at well at any age, but let alone 72 years old and you're pulling off this dress that most girls can't ever pull off. um, And, and you just look unbelievable. That was one of my favorites. Just because of the fact that it was, if you, if you look it up, you'll see it and you'll go, wow. It, Cause it's her body is just unbelievable. And the fact that she looks like that. Yeah. This is crazy.
1: Yeah. That's so true. She really does. Time, like timeless isn't even it's beyond like yeah. Yeah, it's
0: beyond time she just still looks so great every time I see her I'm like she looks so fabulous and she I feel like honestly she's looked the same for the longest time yeah like since I was a mm-hmm. kid I I remember her looking exactly the same way she hasn't changed mm-hmm. it's
1: it's every woman's goal <laughs> <laughs>
2: right and, and every gay man we're kind of, all <laughs>
1: yeah. kind of <laughs> well all hope to be as great at not aging as Dolly. (laughs) Yes. Just
0: even a little bit. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, you kind of answered this question already, but, um, what is, what is the best part about your job and dressing Dolly?
2: Okay. Uh, it has to be the diversity because I get so many different people to design for. I get Dolly, the artist, Dolly, the singer, Dolly, the actress, Dolly, the philanthropist, Dolly, the, you know, the girl next door, Dolly, the wife, Dolly, you know, I get a million different dollies and they're all different. And, uh, she's like a a human paper doll that I get to, you know, play with every single day. And every single function that we do is completely different than the one we did before. And so as an artist, it's incredibly challenging because you never have to do the same thing twice ever. And everything is going to, you know, you just, you're, the person you're trying to compete with is yourself from whatever you did before. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. The diversity is fantastic.
1: I love that answer. Like, that's so, it's so true. She does have so many different angles. Personas. Different, I mean, nobody yeah, has all that. No, nobody no.
2: Nobody else out, out there has And they're
1: all, all, all the way you do it is they're all very dolly, everything you do, but they do all are different. You know, they do all. So like, cheers to you. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thank yeah. You. That's, that's, I never, that's so true. Yeah. So cool. Yes. Love that.
0: Um, well, thank you so much for joining You're us. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you for keeping up with our you technical
1: are, difficulties.
0: You are a <laughs> patient, are so lovely, sorry. lovely
1: human. Okay.
0: Yes, but it, it is so cool to learn about your job. I just think it's such a, oh my gosh, what a dream job that you have. And it's so just cool. magical and cool. And thank you for sharing all of it with us. And
1: thank, thank you. Thank you for your time. Yes. Thank
2: you very much. Nice to meet you Stay both. Nice to meet happy, you. Happy Sunday. Yeah,
1: thank you. you. too. Have a good okay. one. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: This week, we want to highlight Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is a book gifting program that mails free books to children from birth to age five in participating communities within the United States, United Kingdom, Republic of Ireland, Canada, and Australia. For just $25, you can provide an Imagination Library book for a child each month for a year. For more information, please visit donate.imaginationlibrary.com. We just want to give a special shout out to Sean Schuyler for the music and producing this podcast. Please make sure to rate and subscribe. Also, follow us on Instagram at Podcast. We love Dolly.